Welcome to the Dollars and Dumbbells podcast. I'm your host, Justin Green, a certified financial planner who specializes in helping fitness entrepreneurs and millennials grow their net worth. The goal is to bring you conversations with successful individuals in the fitness industry on how they navigated their journey to success. Justin Green is the founder and financial planner at AssistFP, a financial planning firm. All opinions expressed in this show are solely those of Justin and not reflective of AssistFP. This podcast should not be considered advice. It is solely for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. Please consult with your financial advisor, tax, legal, and any other advisor you have before making any decisions regarding your financial plan. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dollars and Dumbbells podcast. I'm your host, Justin Green. Today, I'm excited to bring you my guest, Caleb Fong. Caleb built a near seven-figure online nutrition coaching business, and then he sold it. And now Caleb is doing business consulting and coaching. Welcome to the show, brother. What's up, man? I'm super stoked to be here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited for our conversation. Um, learn more about the process you went through uh, building your business and then selling it. I think that's uh, super interesting and, and I'd love to learn more about it. And I think it's going to be really helpful for the audience tuning in who may have aspirations of selling their business at some point. Uh, so super excited to dive in, but let's uh, kick it off real quick. Let everyone know where you're calling in from. Yeah, of course. So I'm born and raised in Sacramento, California. So Right now I'm in Sacramento, I've been traveling around a lot, but this is home for me right now. <laughs> cool, absolutely. And did you work out today? What'd you hit? I'm hitting legs later today. Nice, cool. cool <laughs> yeah, I'm cool. stoked, man, super excited. I'm hitting legs before I fly out tomorrow, so I'm going to uh, to Virginia tomorrow for some business, but training first. <laughs> nice, yeah, you're always on the road. I've been seeing you uh, traveling quite a bit lately. It's tiring, man. I'm trying to stay low for a minute, but I, I just gotta keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Tough to fit in those leg days before a flight too. I know, That's dude. I plan, I plan terribly. Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Well, let's dive in a little bit about your background. I want to start with the business you built. So what was the name of your fitness or your nutrition coaching business? And tell me like, when did that start and how did it start? Like, what's your background kind of getting into that? And then let's talk about that a little bit and then we'll go from there. Sure, man. Yeah. So my business was called Caleb Fong Fit. That was the LLC. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about the identity of, I guess, my clients and kind of that branding in a second. But where we started is about six years ago um, when I was in community college. I was a uh, first or two, two years in. And most I feel like most college kids, you know, during that time have no idea what they're doing or what they want to do in the future. And I was in the same boat. Um, and throughout my life, I've always been. You know, if I was motivated to do something, I, I tend to excel at that very quickly. I dove in, tunnel visioned in. And so when I didn't have that motivation for what I was doing, because I didn't know what I was doing, it was very, it was very confusing. And I felt very lost. Um, and I feel like a lot of kids will can kind of relate to this during that time. I felt like super depressed and, you know, didn't really know why I was there. And so I left. I was like, I feel like whatever I'm doing here is wasting my time because I feel like whatever I'm supposed to do is, is outside of here and I'm not getting so felt, felt like I was wasting time because I could have been doing something else, even though I didn't know what it was, mm -hmm. I knew it was out there. And so I was like, okay, I, I just got to take a break from this. And so I, I stopped going to college um, and immediately dove into trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And doing so, my dad actually recommended, he was like, he was working at a, at a gym at the time as a tennis coach. And he was like, hey, um, there's an open position for a personal trainer. Have you thought about that? And I was like, no, but it sounds kind of cool. I'll, I'll take a look. 
So I went in and just spoke to the team and, and got like a weekend personal training certification and suddenly I'm this personal trainer. But going to this club and in this gym, I saw the interaction from trainers to clients. And I was like, okay, this is cool. This seems like something along the lines of like what I would want to do, right? In terms of working with people, helping people better themselves. But I, even then, I knew that the personal training route was not going to be the end goal for me. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what sparked it. Um, I stopped going to college. I immediately went to get a trainer job. And then from there, I quit in like a month. Um, that was for management reasons that we don't need to get into. But I knew I wanted to keep going inside of fitness. So immediately started hiring mentors, taking courses. I dove deep into education. Um, and that was like a promise to myself leaving college was like, okay, people are going to, and, and this is obviously part of like, you know, going through those phases of, of what other people are going to think. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking people are going to think that I'm stopping my education. And so I was like, I made a promise to myself that I need to continue my education, even if I wasn't in college and I found my route. Mm-hmm. So from there, I dove deep into the education of nutrition, of fitness, I hired as many mentors as I could. I got underneath as many mentors as I could in terms of shadowing them and just learning about the entire industry as a whole. Uh, from that point is where I switched gyms a couple times. In my last gym that I worked at, I saw the potential of what was possible in person, realized I would be at a cap eventually income-wise. Um, and also on terms of my time, I knew mm-hmm. that I would be able to, I would have to be spending 70, 80 plus hours a week deep into like my fifties, if I wanted to go that long to be able to make what I wanted to make. Then I saw someone do this online. I got a little taste of it and I was like, what the hell is this about? (laughs) And then that's what sparked and set off my journey of, of diving into online coaching. So after a few business mentors along the way, I landed on my last one, which was, um, NCI nutritional coaching Institute with Jason Phillips. That was my last business coach, and that brings us to six years of running this company. <laughs> cool. Person training. How long did you do that for? I did in-person training for um, about two and a half or three years. Okay. And then online was strictly about three and a half, four years. Okay. So you were building your own business. Part of that six-year pro- – because you talk about it took six years to build your business. Part of right, that was right. in-person. Part of it was, yeah. It, oh, okay. And I had my, I had my own – I guess you could call it own training business in the first two and a half years. I was training clients privately. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was building my clientele outside of the gym I was working at um, on my own. And I, I feel like a lot of that attributed a lot of my success later on because I was grinding for my own clients and like training at parks, getting kicked out of parks, going to different parks, <laughs> um, <laughs> driving clear across town to my clients' houses like every day. And like, putting that groundwork made it really easy for me to grind when I was online. I was like, I've done this before 10 times in person. I was like, I'm good. Um, so I, I loved that part. I, I attribute a lot of my success to that beginning phase of this grinding out real guerrilla style. Uh, but yeah, part of that was in person. And then the online portion was about four years strictly. Cool. So what year did you go online? I went online. Let's see. Uh, uh, man, 21, 20, 19, 18. So it must have been um, about mid of 2018 or 2019, I think. 
So that was early. I mean, you may not have been the first to do it, but you were early yeah. on. I mean, there's, you know, obviously it's blown up since the pandemic, yes. uh, but you were definitely early on. So I'm curious, how was that like first year of going online? Because I feel like you may have been having to set that expectation for clients, whereas now clients may already expect things to be online. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's a great question. That first year in terms of growth sucked. Really? <laughs> but yeah, it did. It did because you know, the the way I got into online coaching, I, I didn't hire somebody. I didn't I didn't find a community. I thought I had to do this on my own. I go and I wanted to prove that. And uh, you know, since then that ego's dropped a, a ton, but it's be beginning of that I had a big ego. I was like I'm going to do this on my own. I'm going to be a millionaire in a year. Like I'm going to grow my online business this fast. And I had no direction, mm -hmm. one, none whatsoever. I was doing what we call like posting and praying. So I'll mm -hmm. just post like an Instagram photo of like my abs, <laughs> like expect that I would have a hundred clients reaching out and trying to pay me. Um, and I was doing that for a good year before I realized, man, there's actually systems involved here. Mm -hmm. um, and so that first year was like, a little rough in terms of lead generation, I guess you could call it. But the clients that I did acquire really gave me the insight of what was actually possible because I realized that I wasn't getting a lot of clients. But when I did get some clients, I'm like, wow, I, I don't have to drive to see them. I don't have to spend hours with them and I can get them amazing results and make money. I'm like, hold on, there's actually something here. I just don't really know what it is yet. For sure. And you can scale it a lot easier exactly. um, yes. than in person. So, yeah. no, I, th I think that's awesome. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I've noticed that trend as well. You know, a lot of the coaches I meet that are really successful online are two things, right? They're really great at building systems or someone taught them the systems and they're really great at implementing it. Right, and right. two, they're really personable, right? So they're not you know, just posting pictures of their bodies online, like they're telling a story. Um, yes. And that story directly connects with the person they're trying to work with. So who were you working with um, during those six years in that business? Yeah, man. So it's funny. Um, I, I just we were just doing a little seminar yesterday. And we got into this conversation as well. Um, we're talking about speaking the language of our clients, right? Mm -hmm. Talking to our ideal client. The beginning, I had no idea, and we'll kind of go through phases, I guess, but the beginning, I had no idea who I wanted to be speaking to, so I was speaking to everybody, right? And so this is, I guess, for any coach. So you were speaking to nobody. Things. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Which is why very, you know, it correlates to why I wasn't getting a lot of clients. Very, mm -hmm. That was my only, my only lead generation was posting content, but my content was speaking to everybody. I can help you lose fat, build muscle, do this, do this, do this, speaking to nobody, right? And so in the beginning, I had no idea, but then I started listening to the market. Um, in the beginning, the first actually online coaching, when I really dove in for, I guess we could call it those four and a half years or so, um, I was trying in the beginning, wanting to work with guys who were like me, um, who were skinnier and then put on muscle mass, right? And I thought that was gonna be my ideal client because that's what I went through. So I tried that as much as I could. I spoke that language and the market just said no <laughs> and you know it, it just didn't work out and so i ended up working with women who have been chronically dieting for years trying to rebuild their metabolism and finally see some progress so that became my ideal client for the majority of my time online coaching so i love how you said the market said no because i i think a lot of times uh people would have that same experience you know i'm going to work with x client 
and then it doesn't work out and then they just give up completely rather than right. com rather than like stop and think like maybe it's just the type of client I'm trying to work with. Like maybe I'm just not relating well with them, but maybe I'm still a great coach. It's just a different type of client that resonates with me. So I really like how you said that, like the market said, no, I mean, you weren't a bad coach, right? Just who you were trying to attract. The messaging was off. Like it wasn't. Yeah. A hundred percent. And my, my, my good friend, uh, he's another coach, Mike Milner. He always says adapt or die. Right. Mm -hmm. And in that situation, I was like, you're correct. I was either going to give up, which I thought about. I was like, all right, clearly this isn't working out after like probably a couple months of trying. Um, or I had to adapt. And so I looked at my client base and it, it, it was, it was definitely one of my business coaches at the time who just told me like, look at your average client that you have working with you. Who are they? And I was looking and I was like, okay, it's mainly women, mm -hmm. mainly women in between like 25 and like 40 who had been chronically dieting for like five to 10 years previously. And I'm like, all right, I, maybe that's my ideal client. And I started speaking that language and bam, I was attracting all of these clients. So I'm like, wow, that was pretty simple. <laughs> yeah, I actually had Mike on on episode three, I believe, very early awesome. on. And Mike was, yeah, he was great to learn from. Uh, super knowledgeable coach. Yes. Um, yeah, he was awesome. Minus being like a Sixers fan, everything else about him was, <laughs> was just fantastic. Um, but no, that's... Uh, when you did that kind of analysis of who you were working with, you could look back and figure out like what their pain points were to talk to because you have already worked with so many of those women who have gone through that five to 10 year experience that you know, like you can just look back on those clients and say like, they struggle with X, Y, and Z. So let's talk about X, Y, and Z moving exactly. forward. Um, so no, that was, that was great advice from Mike to kind of do that self-analysis of who you were already working yeah. with. Yep. A hundred percent. Cool. So you start building that. You're building it to the moon. You're pretty close to uh, seven figures, right? Yep. And then yeah, by the end of the six years, yeah, we were pretty close to seven figures. Cool. And then and then what? <laughs> yeah, man. So it's funny, like you know, go, coming into this field of now working with coaches to help them do what I did better, right, is the goal. Um, you know, when we look at the time frame, you know, a lot of these coaches are looking at how long it took me. They're like man, it took you six years to get here. I'm like, yeah, you know, in some aspects, that's a long time. Some aspects, that's a short time, right? And it's like, it, it could be what it is, you know, by that time, my goal now is for clients to get there maybe half the time, right? I think that'd be amazing. Like, I think it's totally possible. And knowing what I know now, I'm like, man, I could have saved so much time in the first three or four years, but it was all worth it, right? I don't regret right. any of that. Um, so now, yeah, I got to the point at the end of the coaching business, um, I had a team, an amazing, amazing team. We built our team up, um, our, our, our team title, I guess, for our clients, they were called the Savage Squad. So our, our clients were kind of known as that. They identified at that by the end, and it was amazing culture. They're like hashtagging, we're, sav we're savages, you know, hashtag Savage Squad. And it was really just our, our ideal and our, our kind of mission behind the Savage Squad was like the relentless pursuit of your greatness. And so we were doing that in every aspect, inside of our business, inside of our client journeys, um, inside of our client results. And we really wanted our community to live by that. So that's kind of at the end, our, our we had this amazing team, amazing culture, um, lead generation was easy, we were, we were very profitable. But then one thing happened that sort of turned the tables and Jason will probably talk about this too a little bit. Uh, he always says, if you're unfulfilled with something, it has to go. 
And at that point in my life, I was ended, ended up becoming unfulfilled with coaching fitness and nutrition clients. And I was unfulfilled with the business in general. Not sure why, it just what is what it is, and that's what happened, right? And I was sitting with that feeling for probably a good six months before I realized, all right, I gotta pull the trigger. So at that point, I was like, okay, what do I do from here? How do I set my team up so that they don't just get abandoned? I wanted mm -hmm. my assistant coaches who were incredible to go to good homes and continue their careers, um, and I wanted to exit the right way. So me, not thinking ahead of time, I was just gonna drop the business and do nothing with it. And I was going to offer my clients up to my assistant coaches. And then my, my business mentor was like, hold on, let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Maybe we try to sell this thing the right way. I was like, all right, yeah. that sounds great. Let's do that. Um, so I learned about that process. It was my first time learning how to exit the business. Um, and it was really interesting. So the way we kind of did this was my two assistant coaches went to two different teams and those heads of those companies are the ones that essentially bought me out. And then okay. my current client contracts, which I was still working with clients, um, we just ride out that their contracts until they're finished. And if they finish and they want to resign, I give them to another coach essentially. So um, that's where we're at now. We can kind of go into details about that, but that's kind of the end of that six year process was me selling and exiting the business. Yeah, no, I'm excited to dive into that because I feel like that's not talked about enough. I don't hear enough about like what's the end goal. So it's almost just like there's this <clears throat> idea that like coaches are going to perpetually work with clients. But the reality is a lot of coaches, when they create their business, they did it because they're also entrepreneurial. So there may be future opportunities that they, they choose to explore. So that could look like, hey, I step away from coaching and I'm the CEO and I lead the business. Or that could look like, I'm going to exit the business completely, which I haven't come across a whole lot of um, stories like that. So when I saw yours, I was super interested to learn more about the process um, and find out more about that. And <clears throat> so it sounds like there was, it almost turned into like an internal succession plan in a sense yeah. where you had these assistant coaches um, who were willing to kind of well, I guess they didn't buy it, but they were willing to join another team. And that team yeah. was willing to then buy on almost the assistant coach. Um, so kudos to your business coach, one for kind of pumping the brakes on that and saying, hey, dude, there might be some enterprise value here. Like, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's not just like walk away. Um, I'm curious as like a did you guys talk like multiples of revenue or anything like that when you were discussing like. And like, where did you go to figure out like what's market rate for like fitness coaching clients? Is there a resource out there that helped you with this? Yeah, great questions, man. So um, yeah, my, my business coach and his team sort of guided me through this process. And we talked a lot about it before actually, you know, pulling the trigger on things. Um, I guess we can talk about first, like how my, the other teams bought the, the clients, right? Yeah. So essentially what they're buying is the contract value of each client that my assistant coaches have. So each of my assistant coaches were loaded up with a roster of clients. And a lot of them had, you know, six to 12 months on their contract left. So we essentially, um, learning from my business coach, we essentially figured out the contracted value of what my program's worth, what I charged per how much time they had left in their contract. And that's what we use as a base to sell, right? So we essentially took the sum of all of the clients on their contracts, the the um, leftover contract value, and that's what they ended up being worth as a sellable asset. Um, 
So and they bought it like a one for one, or you know, saying that, so, say that was worth a hundred thousand. They bought it for a hundred thousand, or was it like right, a, right, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, so essentially, there's two different ways we could have gone about this. One was, um, you know, if the if the owner of the company buying those contracts had the capital to do so, then we would totally made a, a complete cash offer, right, to buy these contracts out. Uh, because the the expectation is that if half or more of these clients re-sign, which they will, uh, because of our retention rate and everything, that's worth a lot to them. Um, mm -hmm. So that's kind of what they're buying out at, okay. at a slight discount. So that was one one option. We couldn't go with that option entirely because these coaches didn't have that capital. They weren't sure. as um, in depth in their career yet. So the other option we had was an extended contract payout. So essentially those clients that they acquired will continue to pay me while they are on their companies on the other company's team. Okay. And then that company pays me um, a 50% commission on any of those clients that resign. So that was the extended way we get the same value as the cash offer, just not all upfront. Gotcha. That 50% commission on the re-signs, how did that work? Was that like a 50% of the next annual fee or is that in per, uh, like for lifetime in perpetuity? Uh, yes, yeah, so, so the next annual contract essentially. So okay. um, let's just say a, a year-long client re-signed for another year. That next year-long contract, I'll get 50% of that. And then at that point, they're contractually part of their company now. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. So you went through this with two different coaches, though. So you had these yeah. kind of negotiations and talks with two different coaches, it sounds like. Correct. Gotcha. Cool. And so did you also include any of like the materials you were providing clients? So like the clients, when they were with you, were probably getting, you know, stuff that you had developed, you and your coaches right, had right. put together. Um, and they count, they come to expect those materials and that end product. Was that also kind of sold off to these teams? That's a good question. So my assistant coaches have access to those things. Um, they can okay. give them to their clients. I'm sure they still do, which is great. Um, but those assets are actually still sellable for me right now. So mm -hmm. I'm actually figuring out what to do next with the community that I've built because inside of that community are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of a uh, prospects essentially and material so inside of that we have a course built out we have documents we have a lot of resources available that are still available and that i will sell um, and that's something that is still available for me to be able to do with what i will but those weren't given to those coaches as a sellable asset gotcha okay yeah. and then i'm curious on like the client and like how did this how did they feel this transition? Did they get a notice? Hey, this is what's happening. Did it right, almost right. like they didn't even really know it was happening because <laughs> they stuck with their assistant coaches? Like how right. did that process play out? Yeah, we were very lucky to have a community that was, uh, we were family, man. Like I could talk to any of these clients on my assistant coaches team who I haven't spoken to in like four months and I could have a, a conversation with them like it was nothing. Um, and so I was very lucky that our community and culture was built up so strong that when I came to them, they already know my, my morals, my ethics, they know kind of what I'm about. And so when I told them, which messed the post inside of our Facebook community, I had my assistant coaches privately message all of their clients to let them know and basically just told them what I just told you, you know, I, you know, love you guys to death. This is kind of what's happening. 
Um, I'm not fulfilled in this anymore. I'm taking care of you guys. Don't worry. Right. So I let them know that they were going to be going, sticking with their assistant coaches um, or their coach and going to a different team, but they're still going to be with their coach. Nothing changes on their end. And no one had uh, anything wrong with that because of the way we kind of set that up. Cool. And about how long did that process take? Like the actual Uh, selling part? Yeah, I'd say about a month and a half to two months. Okay. Yeah, back to back, just talking, getting people's schedules in line and figuring out who was going to be a good home for these coaches, who was going to be in terms with my contract of what I wanted to do with the business. Um, So that took about, yeah, about a month and a half or two months. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, was there anyone who was able to like help facilitate these type of deals? Or did you guys just kind of go get your own like business attorneys? Or like, for example, I guess so as a financial planner in our profession, we have this company called like FP Transitions, and they focus solely on like advisors selling their practices. And so I'm just curious if there's anyone in um, like in the fitness space doing that. I don't hear about a lot of like people selling off their client base that often i think a lot of people tend to walk away like they make the mistake of just walking away and so that's why i'm curious if there's someone out there that helped uh facilitate that we actually did it man you know and and you're right there's not a lot of people out there that i've heard of that do that and i think you're correct that you know as fitness coaches or you know coaches in this space we don't think about having a sellable business and that's actually one of the first conversations i had with my business mentor was do you want to sell your business or do you want to keep it going? And I was like, I didn't even know I could, <laughs> you know, in the, in the beginning, when I was, when I started with him, my, my last business coach here, Jason Phillips, he was like, do you, you, you could build a sellable asset if you want to. And I was like blown away. I was like, I've never even thought about that. Right. I just thought I'd be coaching and building a team of coaches for a long time. And that would kind of be my legacy here in this business. And I never really considered building, building a sellable asset, which in grand scheme of things, at the end, my business wasn't, quote unquote, a sellable asset as an entirety, but selling the contracts of the clients was something I never considered as well, right? So two different options there um, versus someone whose like, entire business is, is sold around solving one problem, like a sleep product, right? One of our good friends, Nick, does that, and his whole business is, is essentially around sleep and around you know the final sleep solution he could probably be a sell his business could probably be a sellable asset at some point mm-hmm. to a bunch of different companies um so i never really even considered that and so no there wasn't really someone uh facilitating that or guiding that process where i think there should be yeah no absolutely it's it's something i do you know as a financial planner working with online coaches is like when you come to me and, and you show that you're running a business you know i'm not just looking at like okay well what's the income this is actually producing for you on an annual basis but also like, what is the value of the business? Like, are you creating, because some people are creating an actual business, which you did. And then some people are just, they're creating an income, right? Like if they're right, a solo right. coach, which don't get me wrong, totally there's nothing fine. wrong yeah. with either of those. And and honestly, you probably start creating an income anyways, and right, then you build right. into a business. Um, but a lot of coaches, they are building the business. It is becoming more of a scalable thing where they're hiring assistant coaches, you know, they're getting seven figure revenue streams. Um, that's a business right now. You've created something that clearly, uh, speaks for the success behind the business. Um, and you could sell that as clients, as, uh, the products, whether you do that in a coaching, you know, there's different ways, but so then part of the trick is like, okay, when I'm helping these clients, how do I value this business, right? So that's why one, I was super excited to talk to you because um, there's not a lot of resources out there that say like, you know, if you've got 
a business doing 1.5 million in revenue at a 60% profit ratio, like right. what is that worth? You know, yeah, there's a lot, yeah. of, a lot of guesstimation there. Um, so I'm curious, you were almost at like near seven figures. So we're just going to round up and say it was a million dollar uh, sure. business. Percentage wise, how much do you think you realized out of that on the sale altogether? We don't have to break it up, but just in, in like terms of like, you think you realized half of that fully, a hundred percent of that? Like, yeah, I, I would say, I would say closer to like a 70, 75%. Okay. In terms of, yeah, our, our, our overhead at the end and, and expenses were very little. Um, we built everything pretty much organically. So I didn't have a ton of mark in terms of like, media buying or anything like that. So um, a, a lot of our business was done organically, which is amazing. Um, and so our, our, our profit from that was, was pretty substantial, which is great. That's amazing. Um, and, you know, it set the business up to be able to, again, sell the right way. We could show that we were profitable and it was really easy to do. Uh, and I attribute that entirely to the last two and a half years of the business, really building it that way. Because beforehand, Profit was not that great. Uh, it wasn't even like my numbers weren't even clarified. I didn't know my metrics. I didn't know where I was standing. You know, I was I was spending more than I was making a lot of the times in terms of inside of the business, and uh, it just wasn't even thought of right until the last two years or so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you're able to run a very high profit business yeah. with online coaching. I mean, it's I mean, profit yeah. rate usually over 50% most of the time 100% yeah. from coaches I'm talking to. So uh, it's definitely possible. But if you're if you're not organized, you don't have the you know, it's funny, people don't realize uh, on the money side, you also need systems. So 100%. <laughs> you know, to run a successful coaching business, everyone gets the systems in place for lead gen and providing the service to the client. And then I find that there's such a void in creating the systems on the money side, which is extremely important. hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. Especially, especially if you're going to try and sell your business, like yeah. that's really important to show that like, here's the numbers, right? Because exactly. if you go to sell your business off and, and you're running in a negative margin, and the people are going to look at you and be like, I'm not paying for that. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no value here. <laughs> right. right. Um, so, yeah, no, extremely important. And I, I, I find that, you know, a lot of coaches, they don't realize that there are systems you can put in place for that. Um, yeah, so I, I, I wish I learned those systems way earlier on in the business. You know, these are things I talk about now with a lot of coaches who are like uh, just getting started. And I'm like, man, you should have this organized day one, like make this also a priority, right? Because yeah, they, I, I don't think they have the expectation that, or the realization that they maybe will scale as fastly as they could. Yep. And yep. the income's gonna come in so quickly that they're gonna have, they're not gonna know what to do with it. You know, for the first two years, I was wasting money away and I had no game plan. And then one, you know, one coach taught me about this a little bit and I was like, what have I been doing? <laughs> like, man, I could have been saving myself up. I could have been investing the right way, setting myself yeah. up for taxes the right way. Like, man, I got, I screwed myself for the first couple of years, but you know, it, it's something to learn. And now I think mm -hmm. hopefully through, you know, podcasts like this and people like you, that conversation gets out more and that it becomes more of a necessity, right? Hey, what's up, everybody? Quick interruption from the show. If you are like Caleb and you find yourself struggling planning for taxes, saving and investing for the future, I created a guide just for you, the three pillars to building wealth as an online health and fitness coach. You can find the link in the show notes or in my Instagram bio, but go ahead, check that out and get started with planning for taxes, uh, managing your cash flow and saving and investing for future opportunities. 
back to the show with Caleb. Absolutely. That's the goal. Uh, you just hit on one of the biggest issues, like preparing for taxes. A lot of coaches don't Dude, do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you're really like a lot of coaches don't put the systems in place first and they don't realize how quick they're going to grow. And once you Man. start growing that quickly, the last thing you're going to worry about is putting the systems in place on the money because you're figuring <laughs> yeah. out like, how do I save time? How do I get assistant coaches on board? Like, you know, how do I onboard all these clients? Like, you've got a million things and then tax season comes and yep. you're like, Oh, I was supposed <laughs> to put money aside for that. Yeah, right, no, right. it's, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm trying to create that awareness because I think it is a big issue um, for coaches and it doesn't need to be, you know, it can definitely yeah. be setting it up in advance. So I, I am, uh, I, I want to turn this back though on, on you and, and um, I am curious. So do you find people coming to you for advice now on like how to sell their business or like, kind of like I'm asking you now, like, do you get a lot of coaches who inquire about that? Like they saw you do it and, and maybe they hadn't seen anyone else successfully yeah. do it. Now, now you're that expert. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've had a couple people come to me and be like, so what's the timeline here when I'm like, okay, I, I'm not, you know, I, I always have to roll it back to like, I didn't plan for this to happen. Right. This isn't right. something that like, it just happened and I had to learn how to do it. So yeah, I've, I've had a couple coaches now who were interested in that end process and, you know, which I think is great, I think is amazing. Um, I think you also have to be doing that for the right reasons, right? Like, sure. uh, and, and I think the reasons for everyone's gonna be a little bit different. And so I have that conversation with them, like, why is this happening right now? Are, are you maybe thinking about wanting to sell your business because it's just a little too difficult right now? Like, are you going through a plateau and you're thinking of just, you know, jumping ship? Or is this really something you wanna do with your business? You know, because I think those two are big different things. Um, I think learning, trying to sell the business when things are just going a little south for a little while, I personally wouldn't say is the right reason. I'd say sure. you're just going through the time in your business, which is normal, uh, versus, hey, I want to build this as a sellable asset. Dope. That, that's cool. Let's talk about that. You know, so I've, I've definitely had more of those conversations as of lately. For sure. And I think like, I think building a sellable asset or if you decide that you're unfulfilled like you did and, and, and then deciding like, let's make this a sellable thing yeah. is best for your clients too, because you get to decide, well, one, you get to make sure they're taken care of. Whereas if you yeah. just kind of let it go, you don't really know <laughs> yeah. what happens with them. Like you'll right. trust that they're probably going to continue to work with your assistant coaches, but you don't really know the structure and everything. You don't know what team your assistant coach might go join if the values line up. Um, so you get to kind of like, feel out like the teams that your assistant coaches are going to and then make sure yeah. that there's a fit between those teams and your client base so you really get to make sure that your clients are taken care of and then also obviously you get to be taken care of as well yeah. for being the business owner um, and, and i would say like just to just to touch on that with these coaches um sorry to cut you off but the you're good with the assistant coaches going to other teams um for people listening who are kind of maybe going through that process or will I spoke to each of the teams many times before bringing my assistant coaches on. I, my assistant coaches trusted me enough to know that I was going to put them in a good home for their future, not just for some quick cash, but sustainable future for their income and their business. So I spent a lot of time talking to the two coaches who were taking my coaches on, which were essentially like family at that point. So I, you know, I was making sure that, Hey, they're taking, being taken care of financially. Um, they're the businesses, I made sure that the business itself that they were going into was stable. So I'm, I'm now personally working with like one of those coaches kind of mentoring them and make sure their business is successful. 
partly because my assistant coach is going to them. Um, and, and just you have a vested sure interest. I do. I do. Yeah. And I, I love that that coach was open to that. You know, she even asked if I could help out. I was like, yeah, hundred percent, you know, so those two teams, I made sure that when they did join, I felt good about being able to step away and knowing that they were being taken care of and that the clients were going to be taken care of as well. So I think that's a really important piece to note. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone kind of gets taken care of in this process. Whereas when, yeah. when you walk away, sometimes it's not, it, it might seem like it is, but it's not, you're not taking care of yourself. Yeah. Uh, your clients may not be taken care of. And then your assistant coaches are having to find new homes and with no help. Yeah. So Which it's is kind tough. of a yeah. win, win, win. Yeah. It's a, it, you know, it's a win, win, win for everyone. Um, so I want to transition a little bit uh, outside of that. So tell us a little bit more now. What are you doing now? So you're probably just hanging out at home watching Netflix and stuff, right? You know, <laughs> That's so funny. That's the conversation I have with everyone who asks me like, what are you doing? You just like kicking it. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going on vacation all the time. Probably like, busier yeah, than yeah. ever now. Yeah, Dude, I am. I'm staffed and I love it. So um, I'm doing some really fulfilled work that I am beyond happy to do. Before this podcast, I was on a call with another coach um, and talking about this. That's what I'm doing right now is I'm working inside of um, NCI and as a, as, a, as a coach inside of the boardroom. Um, I'm going to be doing a lot more stuff inside of the boardroom, which is a higher level coaching program inside of this business. Uh, who specifically works with coaches who are in that scalable region of maybe uh, making 10K plus consistently. And so now they're at this a spot where they want to build a real, real business and be scaling the right way. So I'm working directly on businesses, other fitness coaches, helping to scale their businesses the right way and not make the same mistakes I did. Cool, man. That's awesome. And, you know, I, I think it's definitely if, if that's what fulfills you, that's a great route to go. I've, I've yeah. heard just through the numerous guests that have come on, you know, I've had Mike Milner. Um, I've had Jess and Melissa of JM Strength Academy, who have all said great things about NCI Nutritional yes. Coaching Institute. Um, I've got Jason Phillips coming on um, in a week or so. We're recording this in early February, but it's probably not going to air until uh, probably for another like six weeks or so. And cool. so um, hopefully it'll air before, but you guys are uh, hosting a coaching con. Quick interruption again. This actually did not air before coaching con. Um, and I also have already posted my recording with Jason Phillips. Unfortunately, I had some recording issues with Caleb's episode and thought I had lost the episode. Luckily, I was able to get the backup file, but I am many weeks late on getting this posted because I just got the file back. Um, so if you want to check out the episode with Jason Phillips, that's episode 22. I'll put it in the show notes. It was an amazing conversation. Also, coaching con was fantastic. I learned so much. Back to the show with Caleb. Just want to let you know this is airing much later than anticipated, and uh, Jason Phillips and Coaching Con have already happened in oh, yeah. 2022, uh, or I'm sorry, in April of 2022. And uh, I want to talk about that a little bit more. I actually just got a ticket, so I'm headed Let's out <laughs> to Scottsdale uh, as well that weekend. Uh, I'm excited to meet you know a lot of the former podcast guests. I've had um, I got a couple clients who are headed out there, so it's a good opportunity. For me to meet them in person without having to travel all over because i work with clients yeah. all over the us um so tell me a little bit more about that i know you're going to be there and uh so yeah tell us a little bit about it for sure man coaching con is going to be wild it's going to be our um it's going to be nci's one of their flagship events uh, the lineup of speakers is is just ludicrous like the amount unreal. of value unreal dude the amount of amount of value conferences 
um, truly has not been done in this space before. And, you know, Jason was, was really ahead of the game with creating this because he realized that there was a lot of events and conferences for other markets and industries. But when it came down to actual nutrition coaches, there wasn't really anything that brought them as much value in a weekend as these events do. And if you've ever been, anyone listening has ever been to some of these events prior, CoachingCon is the first of its kind, but you know, any of NCI's events, you leave with real tactical knowledge of how to build your business better. And it's not just getting someone into room to sell them something, it's really leaving them with something they can take and apply. And if they did that, their business would grow. CoachingCon is that times 10. You know, the value that all these these speakers are going to be bringing, um, and, and they are all amazing speakers who just want to give value at the end of the day. And if you can make it, if you can come to the event and learn each day, you'll be better off in your life, <laughs> not even just as a fitness coach, by the end of that event. You know, we were talking about like other people besides coaches coming in yeah. to this event. And it's like, dude, I feel like anyone that could come to this event will come out as a better person, as a better business person, better at their their life in general for pursuing what they want, which I think is incredible. So that is, I wanna say April 8th to and 9th, I can't remember the specific dates, but- um, It's the 8th through the, yeah, 8th through the 10th, the 10th is actually, 10th, yes. yeah, the 10th is actually my birthday, so I'll be out there. Let's so. go. <laughs> yeah, and my fiance is coming out too, because she already had a trip to Scottsdale the weekend before. So we're just gonna be out there the whole week Let's uh, go. and check that. it out. So we're, I'm excited for it. It's um, for me an opportunity to learn from experts in the field. So uh, anytime I can get that value and provide it back to my my clients is super helpful. But like you said, um, I don't even think you need to be a coach to get value right. out of what what these speakers are talking about and how to build businesses. Um, you know, I was on the fence about going. I reached out to Jason. I said, "Hey, can non coaches go?" And he was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Cool, I'm in." Because <laughs> what I didn't want to do was just like show up as like the financial planner for fitness coaches and be like, right. "Why is this guy here?" <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah. like, I'm not there. That's not what I'm there for. But I think it's a great opportunity to learn from so many great people. And then everyone I've been talking to is like, "Hey, you going out to Arizona in April?" And like, "Heck yeah, we're going." And because yes. <laughs> one thing you haven't really mentioned, but like superstar lineup but it's also affordable like it's it not is. some crazy like ten thousand dollar investment you know the tickets are um i think what were they like five hundred dollars yep 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 yeah so yep. i mean i don't know if that's like a pre-sale or, or what that is but right now i think they were five hundred dollars and that's super affordable for the content that's uh and the value that's being provided did at some of these conferences where some of these speakers have gone to tickets are thousands of dollars to, be able sure. to attend and you know that and you're correct like i think one thing that this company and you know that's that's leading this industry is good at is making this content and this experience accessible to anybody and you know we want to be able to have coaches come in who maybe are just starting they're like man 500 bucks may be a lot to them and mm -hmm. come in and going wow i would have paid triple for this Right. That's for kind sure. of the goal at the end of this. And and I think you're right. And I think that everyone coming will experience that on, on day one. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm super excited. We'll have to meet up in person there. Yeah. Dude. Um, tell everyone. So what's on what's on deck for 2022 before we wrap this up? What do you got in store for this year? Yeah, man. So for the for this uh, Q1, you know, just even the beginning right now is what we have mapped out. Um, I'll be spending a lot more time inside of what's called the boardroom, which is mm -hmm. the high level coaching program inside of NCI. Uh, I'm sure Jason will talk a lot about this a little bit more, but I'll be taking over a lot more roles in there. You'll be seeing my face a lot more. 
um, some big news to come in the future as well inside of there. Um, and the next six months, 12 months will be me being able to help as many of these coaches past a 50K a month run rate. So that's kind of my goal is to get a lot of these coaches past 50K a month um, and, and hopefully build some seven figure businesses by the end of this year, which would be amazing. Cool, man. That's awesome. And I hear you might try it out on the other side of this podcast thing. That's right, man. So I'll have another podcast. I have one podcast I tried to try to release before, but I wanted to change direction. So I revamped gotcha. it, uh, probably coming out in the next month. Um, it's called Life cool. Without Limits. And that is going to be a, a podcast focusing on business, entrepreneurship, um, fitness, and kind of an all way of having guests like yourself come on and try to, to teach people how to live their life better without limits and, and try to bypass these things that maybe have been holding them back in their life. So that's kind of what the podcast can be about. Uh, I'll be announcing and launching. With cool, man. I'm excited to listen to it. And yeah, I'd be happy to come on anytime you want. Uh, oh, yeah. But I'm excited to to learn from it and from you and your guests. So that's awesome. One final question I hit every guest with. So if you could go back in time a year ago today and see where you're at now, what would surprise you the most and why? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, dude. I, it was funny. I was having this conversation with my fiance, actually, um, maybe three days ago. I was like, if you would have told me that a year ago that I wouldn't have my business and that I would be happier would have blown my mind. And yeah. I think that's kind of why, you know, that that's the big thing is that this business and being a fitness coach was my identity for so long. And letting go of that was really tough. It was really, really challenging. And I, I can't even tell you how much happier I am right now, how much refill, more fulfilled I am being able to to be on this mission. And a year ago, if you would have told me that that your business would be done for, you'd be 10 times happier and still be able to reach the goals you want financially, time-wise, all of these things, I probably would have shut that idea down. But <laughs> that's uh, that's what would have been most most um, you know surprising to me about a year ago. That's an amazing answer, dude. That's so cool. <laughs> I'm so excited to watch your journey continue to develop. Let everyone know where they can follow along. Yeah, man. Instagram is where I'm, I'm on most of the time. Um, Caleb D. Fong is my Instagram tag. Um, I, I, it's so funny. Second nature now. I want to plug my Facebook community, but I no longer have one. So inside, <laughs> of, my, inside of my coaches. So you can find me on in all of NCI's pages as well. Um, any of their business pages, I'll be on there and inside of Instagrams where you can connect with me anytime you want to reach out. Um, you know, I think a lot of people are hesitant about reaching out, asking questions. I love that. I'll give you as much advice and information as I can. Cool, man. Caleb, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, looking forward to watching you succeed and look forward to meeting you in person in Scottsdale. I appreciate you having me on, man. I appreciate it. If you found this episode helpful or simply entertaining, please subscribe and leave a review. This is the best way to share the show with as many online fitness coaches as possible. Also, each week I send out The Assist, which is the number one financial newsletter for online fitness coaches and fitness entrepreneurs. To sign up, go to assistfp.com forward slash the dash assist, or simply go to the link in my Instagram bio. Until next time, keep growing, my friends.